Alright, welcome back to Calling Israel. Um, today we're going to be talking about holy days versus holidays. Um, we think it's so important that this be talked about, especially with Halloween right around the corner. Well, Halloween already happened, but still. Hall Christmas and Halloween and Thanksgiving is around the corner. We definitely want to talk about... How those are against God's holy days, purposely created for evil. So, um, you want to get into that? You got anything you want to add on? Um, no, just getting into the holidays versus the holy days. Alright, so, um, I will be using <coughs> the sources of Baha'i and Yashia, the Israelites Unite. Um, she breaks it down. And I know it's easier. We could, we can easily say it, but I'm just going to use some of the details of her because she is saying the same thing we're saying. So all holidays are evil, as well as the birthday celebration. The Most High doesn't recognize any of these pagan holidays. Many people across the world celebrate these evil holidays, Christians and other so-called religions. In fact, the Most High doesn't even care about these holidays or blesses them, favors them. So why do we? In truth, the Most High cursed them rather than honor them. Did you know where the word holiday comes from? Holiday comes from the word holy day. There is nothing holy about these holidays in America. I am, to, I am going to give you proof that we shouldn't celebrate these evil holidays. And the true holy days are in Leviticus 23rd, 23rd chapter of the Bible. So what we're going to first step into is people's favorite thing. We're going to step into, you know what? No, we're going to step into Thanksgiving first. Because why not Thanksgiving? I think that that's so much easier to explain um so let's get into thanksgiving so we all know the story of thanksgiving where um obviously indians were mar massacred on that day um the indians helped the colonizers <laughs> colonizers they helped them get themselves together they helped them with food they helped them with learning how to survive they helped them with so many things and in return at the dinner, they massacred them. So then in your head, you're thinking, why should we celebrate a day where people was massacred? I mean, what, what, what sense does it make? I mean, it's no positive in turning that into, is 9-11 a holiday? Mm, it's commemorated. It's commemoration. That's different. But is it a holiday? Do people go celebrate and say, you know, I'm so thankful for, it doesn't make sense. It's mockery is what it is. It's mocking the dinner. Before they got massacred. It's complete mockery. So, um, you know, but that's America holidays though, it's the money. Anything you wanna add to that? I'm just really like I mean, there's really no excuse. No matter how much you wanna try and find one, like, oh, friends and family. I mean, at the end of the day, people got killed that day. And there's no reason to celebrate that. Mm -hmm. If you really cherish your family that much, you can pick other days to cherish your family. You don't have to specifically do it on Thanksgiving. Because at the end of the day, no matter how much you paint an apple pink, yellow, or green, the apple is still red underneath. Yeah. So, 
and Thanksgiving come from a numerous amount of pagan, ancient pagan holidays. Um, so I'm going to read this right here. Um, Thanksgiving for the annual harvest is one of the oldest holidays known to mankind. The Romans, Romans, keyword Romans, celebrated their Thanksgiving early in October. The holiday was dedicated to the goddess of harvest, Ceres, and the holiday was called Serelia. The Christians took over the Roman holiday and it became well established in England. But some of the Roman customs and rituals for this day were observed. So, it has been around for a long time. Of course, they probably used the... I don't, I don't know how they combined them together. and used the, It's really demonic, honestly, how they combined them together. But to even use a massacre... To probably hide, of course, their true pagan god, which is why we're we're in Mystery Babylon. It's Mystery Babylon because you're not going to know the origins. Everything you do, you're not going to know the origin of it. I mean, it's it's meant to be hidden, which will come out. And if you read, you can figure it out. But that's if you want to learn. People just don't care to figure it out. People don't care to know. And people are like, okay, I've been celebrating for this long. Why should I stop? What do you mean, why should you stop? Changing is, is inevitable. Whether you like it or not, whether you want to change or not. So for you to sit there and say, why do I have to change this about myself? Why do I have to change this? Y'all welcome change with everything else. Why can't you welcome change with Most High God? I mean, what's really so hard to stop celebrating Thanksgiving? Why do you need excitement in your life? Why do you think that it's, you have to have it? You know? But that's that programming for you. So that's just a little something on Thanksgiving. Something to think about. But now, we're going to go ahead and jump into Christmas. So, um, stepping into Christmas, Christmas, or Christmas, is a so-called celebration of Jesus being born, which we have no evidence that Jesus was born on Christmas in any type of way. I mean, how, where are they getting Christmas from? I mean, in the scriptures, where is Christmas at? In Romans, it was a celebration of his death, not of his birth. In fact, the Bible tells us that the Messiah was born in the springtime, not the winter. In fact, the date of Christmas, Christmas, is December 25th, are related to the winter solstice in the northern hemisphere. The day of December 25th is a pagan satanic holiday. Nimrod, well, if you haven't heard of Nimrod, you got a lot to learn. Nimrod, the ancient Babylonian ruler, and his son Tammuz, is worshipped on that day as the sun god. The Christmas tree is a pagan ritual. Nimrod, the god of the Babylonians and Assyrians, and his son Tammuz were symbolized in the form of palm trees after his death, after their death. Christmas in a Christmas tree was set up to hide a pagan satanic holiday. This is nothing but idol worship in your house and this abomination to the Most High. As stated in Jeremiah 10, 1 through 5, and Deuteronomy 7, chapter 7, verse 25 to 26. So on Jeremiah 10, he said, Hear ye the word which Ahiah speaketh unto you, the Lord speaketh unto you. O house of Israel, thus saith the Lord, Learn not the ways of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them, for the customs of people are vain. For one cutteth a tree out of a forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. They deck it with silver and with gold, and they fasten it with nails and with hammers, so that it may not move. They are they are upright as the palm tree, but speak not. Thy must need be born, because they cannot go. Be not afraid of them, for they cannot do evil. Neither 
also is it in them to do good? Vain in this sentence. Vain without real significance, value, or importance. Baseless or worthless. Born means to hold on, remain for, remain firm under. So don't be afraid of them. They cannot do evil, neither is it them to, them to do good. So you shall not walk in the manners of these nations. You should not follow these nations. You know, you, you don't need to follow these things. Like, all of these things is against Most High God. And you know what's real funny is that people love to use the excuse of tradition, which is stupid to me, but I understand why so many black people use the excuse of tradition. I um last night I was reading Kings. I think it was the second second book of Kings. And the one constant factor in that chapter that pretty much did not change was the fact that each king followed the tradition of their father. They followed the tradition of their father by sinning against Ahia, by letting pagan temples remain, by bringing in even more idol worship after maybe the previous king had knocked it down. They just kept it going because that's what their parents did. And they just got, they just kept getting more wicked. So mm-hmm. I guess I can understand now when people be like, it's tradition. Like, but I don't know, because it's like, are you really that weak that you can't break it? I think one, uh, one the most important thing is people don't want to. People, you want to use certain things as an excuse. Just, you don't want to break it. You want to celebrate it because you don't want to feel left out. Your friends celebrate it. Your family celebrate it. You don't want to feel left out. You're in a society and everybody around around you is doing it. Mm-hmm. That's really just the main thing. And it's really sad, but... Um, it is what it is. It is mm-hmm. what it is. Nothing you can say. People don't... It don't matter how many times you try to convince them. They don't care. And that just reminds me of Israel in, in the Old Testament. We didn't care because we was going to do what we wanted to do. And on top of that, you didn't have, they didn't have that connection. So when that person that you're trying to convince don't have that connection to a higher, they're mm-hmm. not going to understand it. So it, it's kind of pointless to keep beating it in their brains. Because it's a, it's, he has to, you know, it all is revealed heart, and they're going to have to choose it. It's your heart and your mind. So you have to want to follow him. People don't want to follow him. People can't give up the pagan ways. And, and of their ancestors and, and the pagan ways of this nation. That's mm-hmm. why so many people will be left behind. So. Yeah. And, um, I don't know if you want to read this. Um, um, as you go on to Psalms 115, um, chapter verse 4 through 7. This is just some precepts to Jeremiah 10. Their idols are silver and gold, the works of men hand. I mean, this is the work of man's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Noses have they, but they smell not. They they have hands, but they handle not. Feet have they, but they walk not. Neither speak they speak they through their throat. Basically, just saying, why y'all worshiping wood? These things don't even breathe. They're not even life. It's just they just there. I mean, your idols are just there. They're just sitting there. It's crazy how idols can breathe now. You know what I mean? With Beyonce, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 
funny. <laughs> but um, in Habuk chapter 2, verse 19, Woe unto him that said to the wood, Awake, to the dumb stone, arise, it shall teach. Behold, it is laid with gold and silver, and there is no breath at, it, at all in the midst. That really reminds me of <laughs> Abraham and Terry. I don't know. I'm, I'm not butchering his name, but Abraham and his father. Mm-hmm. Where he went into the, he, he, he found, Abraham found Ahiah. He finally found Ahiah while his father was, you know, had several idols in his home. Mm-hmm. And Abraham took a hammer. He actually brought sacrifices to them uh, like two or three days in a row and they didn't eat. So he was like, how is this like, really? And so Abraham took a hammer and he bashed all them idols. And then his father came in like, what did you do? And Abraham was like, I didn't do that. The the one, the big statue right there. Because he put the hammer in one of the statue's hands. He was like, he did it. And his father was like, why are you lying to me? Like, da, da, da. And then Abraham was like, so you know that they don't do anything. You know that they can't move. You know that they can't eat. Yet you, you bring offerings to them. And you pray to them. Make it make sense. <laughs> like, he looks stupid. And that's how a lot of people look when they celebrate Christmas. But, you know, it's just, it, at the end of the day, if you read the story of what Abraham and his father went through, it'd be your own family. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. You cannot, sometimes you cannot convince your family. Sometimes it takes it being taken away physically from them like a child for them to understand it. But, um, shoot, and some of them still are not gonna choose them. Yeah, but, and that's why two thirds. And you know what? When she, just like she said, when she said Abraham had finally found the higher, you know, you probably said, what do you mean finally? Like, they didn't have the the resources and tools that we had. I mean, we got it right in front of our faces. I mean, we got the book. They didn't have what we had. Yeah, and um, it was harder to probably find him, but he was, he was able to be found. And people still choose to not to find him to this day. I'm sorry. I see why this is the last time. It ain't no excuse. You know, not no more. Back then, it was a little bit more workable. It it was a little bit more okay. You maybe you really didn't know what you was doing. You really thought that God was doing something for you. But even throughout, and even still, it was still. Eh. But now you don't got no excuse. Most people believe in one all powerful God. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They believe in oh the Lord God. They they believe in one God, but they don't follow nothing in those scriptures. I mean, it's it's worse now if you think about it. So, Deuteronomy 7, 25-26. The graven images of their gods shall ye burn with fire. Thou shalt not desire the silver or gold that is on them, nor take it unto thee, lest thou be snared therein, for it is an abomination. It is an abomination, these graven images people worship, these idols of silver, these silver and gold idols. Neither shall thou, now this is the part right here, but the Christmas tree, don't bring that in your house because it says, neither shall thou bring an abomination into thine house, lest thou be cursed thing like it. Stop playing with him. He said, you bring that abomination in your house, you're going to be cursed just like it. Mom can't bring that Christmas tree in his house. I'm going to go like this. If I see that little baby Christmas tree, look. I'm going to kick it over. Stop playing with him because he literally just said, Bring that cursed thing in your house and you're going to be cursed just like it. I'm, nobody's bringing that on me. Mm-mm. We're not doing that. But thou shalt utterly detest it and thou shalt utterly abhor it for it is a cursed thing.
thing. People are bringing curses in their houses. They bringing curses. They wonder why. The why they wonder why they be having bad luck and why they be doing it. Unless you know you worship the God that you worship, you might be straight a little bit. If you worship Lucifer, go ahead and follow his continuance and follow his rituals. But you wonder why life not getting better. Why this is now you bringing some curse in your house. No telling what you bring in your house. You, yeah, wasn't that wasn't that guy that used to go around killing people when he saw a Christmas tree in the house? Mm-hmm. Christmas yeah. decorations. Remember, it was like a killer. Mm-hmm. American Horror Story had based it off an actual killer who would go around, and when he saw Christmas trees in the house, I don't know what that was. He saw was Christmas. Something. He saw he would saw Christmas decorations, and he would go around killing people mm-hmm. with Christmas specifically Christmas decorations. Things prey on you. It, Halloween example. Spirits is out. Things is out. Rituals is taking place. I mean, it's going... Rituals is going crazy. Children getting sacrificed. People getting murdered. People getting ate. People blood getting drunk. I mean, people are going missing, kidnapped. All for these rituals. Spirits. So much crime happening on Halloween. Literally in Tokyo. Man with a Joker costume on. Stabbed 10 people. And sat there and put out a cigarette and smoked and wait for the police to come. It's these... It's the spirits. They out... And in the last days that we are in, they're going to come more and more out. they out here. they they here. So don't bring no curse thing in your house. Don't bring that pumpkin in your house. Don't bring that ham in your house. Don't bring... Um, did I say Christmas tree? Don't bring shit in your house. <laughs> don't bring, bring nothing in your house. The, the rest. <laughs> you know, we about to get into that. The garland is... Yeah, we about to get into that and... Because, you know, it's always a word behind something. Nothing's new under the sun. So oh, you put a break down everything yeah, Christmas? Yeah, let's go ahead and get in there. Are we done talking about? Um, So, when you bring that tree in your house, you're cursing yourself. And it's, think about it. Is your tradition really worth possibly cursing yourself? Not even possibly. It's, it's cursing it's yourself? Huh? It's on here. I know. I was oh. on there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, um, all right. So, we just going to get straight into what each of the things that you put up in your house outside your house, around your kids, around yourself, does maybe to your spirit, well, not maybe, does to your spirit and does to your space. Mm-hmm. The mistletoe. The mistletoe of the sacred oak was especially sacred to the ancient Celtic Druids. On the sixth night of the moon, white-robed Druid priests would cut the oak mistletoe with a golden sickle. Two white bulls would be sacrificed in prayers that the recipients of the mistletoe would prosper. The custom of using mistletoe to decorate houses at Christmas is a survival of the Jew and other pre-Christian traditions. Druid. Druid, whatever. It was yet another instance where Christmas has strong ties with false religious pagan practices. Mm. So once again, false. We all know that only people want to kiss, help you prosper is a highest. And people want to kiss under a mistletoe. Okay, that's a ritual. But go off. The next one, the Yule Log. The custom of burning the Yule log began with the ancient Scandinavians who once a year burned a huge log in honor of their god Thor, lowercase g. After they became Christmas, they made the Yule log. After they became Christians. After they became Christians. (laughs) Mm -hmm. After they became Christians. Mm -hmm. They made the Yule log an important part of their Christmas ceremonies. This was burned in honor of their child God in the next day after the burning of the log. They would set up a tree decorated and surrounded with presents. This represents new life. So, so as you can see, the mm-hmm. Yule log represents a pagan god. Go ahead and burn that um wood 
while you had a tree sitting up there. And you opening presents, uh, videotaping your child, smelling like a proud parent. It ain't nothing to be proud of. You're cursing your whole family by bringing that shit in the house. Mm-hmm. All for the sake of, once again, tradition. Um, Holly. Thor is, and, and if you don't know who Thor is, pagan. Pagan, pagan, pagan. Not of God. Leave that nigga alone. He's Ties pagan. to false religions completely. Completely. Um, Holly. This time of year for the pagans was more was to mourn their Holly King, who died around the 21st of December. Also, the Teutonic peoples placed holly and other evergreens inside their houses <laughs> to protect from evil spirits and bad winter weather. Once again, it's a pagan. No, even though you see it says it starts evil spirits, that's still not God didn't tell you to do that. Yeah, I that's how people be like. That. That's when people be like tarot cards. Like I'm not doing nothing bad. Like, I'm just like people think that these things. Oh, it's like light and sage. Yeah. <laughs> it's like light and sage, babes. That's not gonna get the demons out. It's you gonna open your them. window light and sage. Instead of <laughs> knocking the demons out, bitch, you probably inviting them in. Mm-hmm. They probably smell it and like, ooh, that's an invitation for me to come inside this house. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you're doing, sage. I don't care what nobody say. That's an iffy thing to do, cause you <laughs> you don't know what you inviting into your home or what you're letting out or what what's happening. You don't know. Mm-hmm. But once again, you're not supposed to be messing with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially if you believe in a higher. And let's let's get into Satan Claus. Satan Claus. <laughs> or or Santa Claus. Santa Claus. <laughs> and what of Jolly Saint Nick? He is an innocent, happy, jolly being, right? Named after a patron Saint Saint Nicholas, right? Well, the only two things that modern Saint Nick can claim from the real Saint Nicholas are his name and his kindness to children. From there, the rest of the myth and tradition was added to mostly from the pagan god Thor. Thor lived up north at the top of the world in the polar regions. He battled ice and snow to come to our parts of the world. He had a sleigh that was driven by goats. He dogged out punishments to bad children and presents to well-behaved children. Knows if you have been naughty or nice. To be, well, to be fair, Santa Claus and Nimrod got close ties, but then again, they are the same people. Exactly. If you want to be honest, Santa Claus, Thor, They really just Nimrod, reuse, reuse deities. Just go by, Lucid, he, he, go by he go by many names. It don't even matter. He go by many names. Yeah, that's true. Um, two of his reindeer are named after pagan gods. Cupid, god of sexual love, and Donner, god of thunder. Many pagan cultures worship the hearth god who wore red, entered the house through the chimney, blessed those who pleased them, and cursed those who didn't. Food was left to appease this god. Taiwan, Taiwan still has a hearth god that appears on the 24th day of the 12th month to report the status of mankind to the heavens. Leaving the milk and cookies to Saint Nick under the tree dates back far enough that Ezekiel warns against it. So, at this point, they're mixing. Yeah, they're mixing. They're mixing. A bunch of they're shit. mixing a bunch of pagan traditions together to yeah. make to make one holiday, which is what he did to the New Testament. Yeah, he mixed. He took from the Old Testament, mixed up, manipulated, him, added. And him is Jesus, <clears throat> Lucifer. He took. He just take and mix up, and it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why you can find it in so many different religions. Yeah. Um. um so, on point, on point. So, to Ezekiel 613. Yeah, Ezekiel 6.13, where Ezekiel warns about it. Ezekiel 6.13 says that they offered sweet saviors to their idols under every green tree. And let me go ahead and screenshot this mm-hmm. and highlight this. Because, you know, when you speak in your truth, mm-hmm. you always hear that word interpretation pop up. Mm-hmm. You always hear it pop up. And that's so crazy because I feel like we read Ezekiel 
thoroughly. So how do we miss this? No, I'm, I, I, like, I, um, I feel like I literally read Ezekiel <laughs> beginning to end, and I did not catch this. That goes to show you just how many times you gotta read. You gotta reread it. it because there's so much that you that you, you can don't miss. catch. And um, yeah, but you know you have to keep these these scriptures. You want to convince your parents. You want to convince people in your household, your family, not to celebrate this. Remember these scriptures. Show them the scriptures because people love thinking that you came up with your own interpretation of these scriptures. When in reality, don't none of us gotta to lie and manipulate scriptures to make his word stick because it's gonna stick on its own. So, yeah, that's what it says. That well, the, well but see, it's based on interpretation because the 21 King James Version says where they offer sweet savor to all their idols. And then the um, but this is in New International history. Version says, um, in the rest of the versions, some of the other versions say that it, it, they, they offer fragrant incense. We have read that before. It's not the same. Ezekiel 613. We read that before. We read it before. It's just not the same. It says they offer fra- fragrant incense at the hilltop amount. We read that before. It's just it's different. Yeah, it's different. Um, it's that's some translations for you though, but you can still figure out the meaning behind it. It's it's different meanings. It's 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 the same, but it's twisted. But it ain't hard to figure it out. Don't worship Christmas. I mean, you see what I'm saying? You see the the one that I'm looking at. It says corpses. Will be scattered. Will be scattered my Good news idols. translation. That's even a different one. It says they would they burn sacrifice to their idols. under every green tree and every large oak. They burn sacrifice. You see what I mean? It's different. Uh huh. But it don't even matter because the point is, don't put up a big green tree and don't do no ritual. Don't you celebrate don't Christmas. Under it. You ain't even gotta understand all of. It. You don't even got it. All translations still. Well, she should have put a warning under that. Mm-hmm. Different translations. Either way, that's I'm... what I knew. It was probably different translations. I yeah. know we read it. Read it before. We read that. So that's mm-hmm. crazy. But either way, evergreen seems to be a tree that's not supposed to be in your house. Mm-hmm. Plain, plain, period. You're not supposed to put shoot, shoot. You're not supposed to put stuff girl, under. Girl. <laughs> You're not supposed to put stuff um, under. So moving on to the wreaths. We should have fact checked that before. Um, what, the Ezekiel 613? Yeah, but you know what? Listen. This no, is, this it's is, not wrong, though. It's just a different translation. Yeah, but that different translation be kicking people ass. But technically, that's what they do now is leave food. I mean, I, it's, it's the same. Yeah, you're leaving food for a wet, a deity? Yeah, they don't leave incense. Like, back, incense is back then. I, I know think. with your kids, like, that seems like a cute thing to do. But just really think about it. Just really sit here and think about it. Wow, evergreen. You're thing. leaving cookies and milk for... Something to come to your house. That's a Something, ritual. Exactly. And Child. then and then on top of that, some parents get up and eat the cookies and then make their kids think that this thing really exists. So imagine thinking that really exists. No matter, imagine what you invite in to yeah. your kids. Curse. That's not cool. <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> like, I know that's the parent thing to do. And it's cute. But at the same time, it's pretty demonic. So, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of leave that alone. Because when you really kind of leave it, it alone, something you're telling your kids something comes down your chimney and like come and eat the cookie and leave them presents. Like, it's giving weird. Like, it's giving weird. But moving on to the wreaths. The wreath was a pagan tradition indicating the circle of life, birth, and death. Also, the Teutonic, I don't know how to pronounce that well. People's place holly and other evergreens inside their houses to protect from evil spirits and bad winter weather. 
Many Christians, when faced with these truths, state that it is okay because they don't use these things for those purposes, that the item is now Christian, that we took it over and changed its meaning. They use them to worship Jesus and celebrate his birth. To this, I say, why don't you wear a pentagram necklace? Say that it reminds you of the star of Bethlehem or hang upside down crosses in your houses, saying that you are upside down without Jesus and it reminds you of that. Or start talking to Jesus through trees. After all, since God is omnipresent, then he is in the trees. That argument is insane. Your friends will think you are nuts, and in some churches you will not even be allowed to enter the doors. Probably rightly so. This is preposterous to so many to many of you because they are clearly pagan symbols, yet you accept the use of these other pagan symbols simply because other Christians were weak and fell before you. We cannot take a symbol that is from Satan and put a mask of Christianity over it and call it good. The story of Nimrod as it relates, oh, that's a whole nother thing. But going into this, actually, Christianity, don't even say what you need to say about Christianity and Christmas. What? What, what was I going to say? That they both, that it came from there? Christianity? Christian, Christmas, all of that. Christmas? You about that? What was it? Something you was like, it started, oh no, that was Halloween. I was way off. Okay, let's just get into the But break. I'm going to just repeat that one more time. So those in the back who didn't hear what was said. We cannot take a symbol that is from Satan, I <laughs> Lucifer, okay, and put a mask of Christianity over it and call it good. You got to be out your mind to think you can do that. Same with Halloween. You, you got to be out your Halloween and, and Thanksgiving. You got to be out your mind to sit there and think that you can put a mask over that and call that good. You better shut your sinful mouth. <laughs> but nah, you really like, it's, it's stupid. It's really stupid. <laughs> Stop trying to make everything stick and be good. It's not good. It's not fucking good. It ain't them making a stick and be good. That's that part. That's that program. That, but you that, know but, what? It really reminds me back when we had Kings of Israel. Like, you just follow it. Mm-hmm. Like, you just follow it because what is the norm. I understand it being norm, but at some, time, at some point in time in your life, in your, you got you don't have a long life, but you don't have a short life. Sometime in your life, you got to wake the fuck up. And stop being ignorant. And stop being stupid. And stop just standing there and looking dumb. Cause that's all you look. They don't even have to force y'all niggas to do it no more. You're doing it out of free will. Mm. Like you're making this choice to celebrate pagan holidays. It's stupid. It's that's stupid. That's stupid. You guys. You guys. <laughs> it's stupid. It's really stupid. Like nothing is gonna change the fact that it is what it is, and that you know what? We're not Christians. We don't call ourselves Christian. We don't. Christianity is Lucifer's religion. Religion. But yeah. we follow the book. And the book actively goes against Christianity. So, in that book... The Old Testament, specifically, the New Testament was rewritten in Greek and made to go against the Old Testament, the true word of Most High God. The, old te- so. the New Testament just takes from the Old Testament and restates it to a whole and flip story it, just like And add this nigga mm-hmm. named Jesus in. That's mm-hmm. really just it. So, um, if you search up... Though, if you, I'm for real, search up. If you search up, does... Um, I searched it up. I said, does the Old Testament really, like, talks about Messiah like Jesus? And it no. said, it said, I searched up and it said, they said, no, they said, no, it doesn't talk about really a coming a of Messiah. Of, it's kind of like people make inferences and they try to connect dots, but those dots don't connect. Like to, they try to, to they try to make it seem like it's foreshadowing the Messiah with certain parts, but they, everything in the Old Testament, majority of it has already been fulfilled. Yeah. Like Isaiah so 7, it's not, 7, it's not foreshadowing the Messiah. It's already saying, he already said in Isaiah 43, 11, there would be no savior. He already said Isaiah seven fourteen that. 
um, Emmanuel will be born as a sign to his people. And you, you hear, you see that scripture be brought back up in Matthew, the very beginning of Matthew when they talk about Jesus. Emmanuel had already been born in the Old Testament. He had mm-hmm. already been that sign to his people. And he wasn't much of a Messiah. He was just a sign. You can't tell me that. It's already been You fulfilled. can't tell me you that don't even prove, that proves that the New Testament is completely wrong. Right? Exactly. When you first step in it, it already, it already twisted it all. It already twisted it. We left off on... Emmanuel was already we born, left off yet on, they used Jesus as Emmanuel. We left off on Malachi with him saying he was going to curse us because the people weren't still weren't doing what they were supposed to do. And he was writing niggas' names in a book. And then he was saying Elijah would come and gather families back together and you jump straight into a savior. Don't Something's wrong. After he said it won't be no savior. And we're going to talk more about that. The silence in between that New, uh, new Testament and that Old Testament. Mm-hmm. It's called, it was a 400-year silence. No new prophets, no nothing but a nigga named Jesus pop out. And die for your sins. And oh. die for your oh, okay. sins. So you so you don't have to hold any accountability. accountability. Oh, okay. Ooh, shit. Accountability. Damn. Accountability. That's okay. white. Look, okay. That's what white people do. And if you're white listening to this, it's okay. Acknowledge it and move on. Y'all don't hold accountability for any of the actions that y'all do. You think all is forgiven, and that's not how the world works. If you, you read what you sow, bloodline curses, come, come on. That it, will it never exists. change. That, that will, will never change. change. It ain't going to change because Jesus came and allegedly died for your sins. Nobody can die for your sins. Nobody. But stepping into the story of Nimrod and how it relates to Christmas and Easter, December, 21st, December 25th was the birthday of Nimrod. It is from the myth created by a woman leaving it. Living in living an ancestral in an ancestral relationship with one of the most wicked men that ever lived on the earth. That we get the original Christmas tree. Nimrod built the Tower of Babel, the original Babylon, ancient Nineveh, and many other cities. He organized the world's first kingdom. The name Nimrod in Hebrew is derived from Mar Mar Marad, meaning he he rebelled. For many ancient writings, considerable is learned of this man who started the great organization worldly apostasy from God that has dominated this world until now. Nimrod was so evil, it is said he married his own mother, whose name was Semiramis. After Nimrod's ultimate untimely death, his so-called mother-wife, Semiramis, propagated the evil doctrine of the survival of Nimrod as a spirit being. So it is said that Nimrod... His mother? Yes. Nim- oh, he did. His Sim- mother, Semiramis, was with Kush, which was with his father. But I don't think that's his mother. Yeah, but that's is, why I said that's 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 how the myth goes: is that he had sex that? with his mother, and um, when he died, his his mother slash wife said, "Oh, I was I'm born with, I'm born with the Messiah. He's he's came back. He came back, and he was reincarnated, and he's like this, this, and that." Because it was like, oh, his mother wasn't messing with no men. His mother wasn't messing with no men, but. A year later, she ended up pregnant randomly, and she's like, "It's the rebirth. It's the rebirth of Nimrod." But I really thought Semiramis was his wife. Nobody knew that was his mother, and but the but the story goes that was his mother slash wife. It was an incestual. It would make sense more if that was his mother because, like I said, Semiramis she wanted power. She was with Cush, which is his father. Yeah. So that would really make sense. She wanted power over anything. Yeah, she was and look. She claimed a full-grown evergreen tree sprang overnight from a dead tree stump, which symbolized the springing forth unto new life into the dead Nimrod. On each anniversary of his birth, she claimed Nimrod would visit the evergreen tree and leave gifts upon it. December 25th was the birth of Nimrod. This is the real origin of the Christmas tree. 
Though her scheming and designing, Semiramis became the baby Babylon, queen of the heaven, and Nimrod, under various names, became the divine son of heaven. After her death, Semiramis was worshipped as the queen of heaven, and Nimrod, under various names, became the divine son of heaven. I mean, it go deep. Mm-hmm. It go deep. I mean, when you... And, it, and if you listen to the story, Virgin Mary and all of that, it's 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 literally the same story of Nimrod and his mother. I mean, you it's literally the same story. That story is a false story that has been retold and re in different ways over time. Mm-hmm. Throughout time. And let me tell you something, because a lot of people will be like, oh, well... They're just copying out for Jesus Christ. So that story was around longer than Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Way longer than Jesus Christ. That was Tammuz who was carrying the goddamn cross. And the cross was his sign. That's before Jesus Christ. It's the same thing. It's the same story being recycled throughout generations. And that is no... They they are not an exception. Yeah. Mary and Jesus are not an exception. They're in that shit with ISIS and the rest of the niggas raw. ISIS all raw, all them, yeah. It's totally different. Tammuz and Miriam and like she thing. said, that's why it's, he steals from so many and take and manipulate. That's why I said so many different civilizations and religions. It is take, take, keep passing down, keep passing down. Let's switch it up, pass it down, switch it up, pass it down. But it still has the same meaning behind it. You can't mask it. It's been passed down on purpose and switched up like that on purpose. Through the generations in this idolatrous worship... Nimrod also became a false messiah, son of Baal, the sun god. In this false Babylonian system, the mother and child, Semiramis and Nimrod, reborn, became chief objects of worship. The worship of mother and child spread over the world to the Virgin Mary Jesus. The names vary in different countries and languages. In Egypt, it was Isis and Osiris. In Asia, Sabel and Diaz. In pagan Rome, Fortunia and Jupiter. Even in Greece, China, Japan, Tibet, is to be found the counterpart of the Madonna long before the birth of Christ. It don't trickle down. People don't understand how deep this go. It go deep. Thus, during the 4th and 5th centuries, when the pagan of the Roman world were accepting the new popular Christianity, by the hundreds of thousands carrying their old pagan customs and beliefs along with them, merely cloaking them with Christian-sounding names, the Madonna and mother and child ideal also became popularized, especially at Christmas time. Every Christmas season, you'll hear a song enchanted dozens of times, hymn, Silent Night, Holy Night, this familiar mother and child thing. Stop playing with them. Wow. We who have been born in such a Babylonian world, reared and steeped in these things all our lives. We have been taught to revere these things as holy and sacred. We never questioned to see where they came from, whether they came from the Bible or from pagan idolatry. So once again, she seems to be a Christian. <laughs> this person. So we're they don't have no, to clock not. it. So why does it say Christian? Oh, she's just saying that's what they like Christianity, oh. that's what they they literally no, she's not. They literally take and take and take. They they, they covered it with Christianity. And Christian sounding names. They said we need something a little bit more that got a ring to it. We can't keep doing all this Some of Romance. Yeah, I mean, we need something that Virgin Mary and Jesus. Simple, simple, white, mm-hmm. Christian sounding names. They just cloaked everything with Christianity. So moving on from there, more of the story. Fuck Christmas. That's it. Fuck Christmas. Leave the shit alone. It's other things you could be doing. Christmas. I understand you get into the spirit. You get <laughs> get into the spirit. They got a new meaning behind it. 
understand you get into that mood cold you start hearing the carols it entices you you gotta be strong enough to fight that you can't keep falling for everything be strong enough to fight it try you have to try and he will know if you're trying or not if you just don't care just say that mm-hmm. just just take it on it 10 toes down on it but don't sit here and act like well i tried no you didn't you ain't try hard enough so moving on to easter because this one got y'all in the grip and i just can't understand why <coughs> what, easter Easter. I already think most people celebrate them for real, for real. Mm. Mm. Maybe the church. For Easter real. is so-called is a so-called annual Christian festival in commemoration of the resurrection of Yahshua, Jesus Christ. Don't matter what you call him, same nigga Lucifer. You don't matter if you call him Yeshua. Oh, they stole from black. No, and we gotta stop thinking that. Yes, they steal everything, but some some you have to understand that he tri- he's tricking yeah. us by making us think that oh Jesus is black. He's copying the image of Most High God. Most High God is a black man. I mean, I think that's the worst fear that anybody could ever believe is that High is a black man, and that would shake the motherfucking world. Mm-hmm. Find out he's a black man, and you sit up there and treat black people like that. I mean, all racism be shook. But he copied the image of Most High God, and if you read in Daniel, he talks about the Ancient of Days, and the Ancient of Days is going to come down here for judgment, which is Most High God, and he has hair. Hair is like wool, skin is like burnt breast, and Jesus copies that exact image with a little mm-hmm. add-on in Revelation. He he mainly, I feel like he mainly copies that image because once again he wants to be equal with God. Yeah, Lucifer wants to be equal with God. But so. he had a little tad that he once he said the his thing hand, is his hands gonna be set sometimes stars. with certain people mm-hmm. it's like it brings Jesus up to God's level, mm-hmm. and with some people it brings God down to Jesus level because it's like. Oh, Yahshua, that's not Jesus, that's Yahshua, but it's not Yahshua, it's fucking God, like you. Yeah. Well, um, well, moving on. People don't know that Most High God is coming on this earth, and they're going to think that that's just a regular man. Mm-hmm. Easter is a so-called annual Christian festival in commemoration of the resurrection of Yahshua, Jesus, Lucifer Christ, mm-hmm. observed on the first Sunday. This is, a, this is false and a lie. Easter, in fact, comes from the words Easter, Easter, Ashtoreth. Astart or Ishtar. Easter Ishtar. If you wanted to say the name, just let me know. <laughs> you just Nimrod and his wife Simamaris. Simamaris. I hate this bitch name. <laughs> they made many satanic, wicked religious practices like idol worship, Lucifer worship, human sacrifice, astrology, sun, moon, and star worship, and witchcraft. In truth, the Easter holiday is really a celebration of the resurrection of Simamaris' son Tammuz. The reincarnation of Nimrod in the springtime, one must ask the question, where did Easter egg come from? The egg is one of the many false idols of the ancient Babylonians. The egg for them symbolized fertility and Semiramis. The false pagan goddess of fertility spread this pagan custom to many nations and peoples. Where did the Easter rabbit come from? The rabbit is another symbol that represents fertility. Remember, rabbits don't lay eggs. <laughs> oh, that shit crazy. <laughs> they don't lay eggs. That's true. I mean, you know they don't, but then like really, they they really don't lay eggs. So they that's kind of like really stupid. Um, Look, just, to, just to back it up, do rabbits lay eggs? Just for the one time. You got you know you gotta make sure you research everything you do. You gotta make sure everything you saying, because you know, if you search up do rabbits lay eggs? No, they do not lay eggs. They are placental mammals. Like that's crazy. Where did 
we let that go for so long. How do we let that go for so long? Mm-hmm. Child is above me. So, um, once again, Jeremiah 10, verses 1 through 2. Hear ye the word which the Lord speaketh unto you, O house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. <laughs> Precepts to Jeremiah 10, uh, chapter 2. Leviticus. Chapter 20, verse 23. 20, 23. Damn, just go to Leviticus. Yeah, okay. And yet, and ye shall not walk in the manners of the nation which I cast out before you, for they committed all these things, and therefore I have erred, abhorred them. Mm-hmm. Um, so we so, should. Hold on, let me go ahead and skip to this, because there's a lot of little scriptures. Um, book 1 of Samuel, um, chapter 7, verse 3. And Samuel spake unto all of the house of Israel, saying, If ye do not return unto the Lord with all your hearts, then put away the strange gods, lowercase, and Ashtaroth, Ishtar, that bitch, from among you, and prepare your hearts unto the Lord and serve him only, and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. So, uh, literally, Easter comes from Ashtaroth and Ishtar and Asher. And he literally says in this line right here to put away your strange gods and ask truck from among you. So, you know, take that as it may. Mm-hmm. Um, the Easter rabbit or hare, Easter bunny and eggs. The rabbit is well known as a sexual symbol of fertility. Various parts of the world, religions which developed from Babel also associate the rabbit with curiosity. Both human and lunar, Egypt, China, etc., as you may remember, the mother goddess Easter, Semiramis, is associated with the moon. In other words, the Easter bunny symbolizes the mother goddess. Annual springtime fertility rituals are associated worship of of the mother goddess in Tammuz, the reincarnation of her husband, Nimrod. The most children in families who color or hide Easter eggs as part of their Resurrection Sunday traditions have no knowledge of the origin of these traditions. Easter egg activities have become a part of Western culture. Many will be surprised and even dismayed to learn where the traditions originated. The egg was a sacred symbol among the Babylonians. They believed an old fable about an egg of wondrous size, which was supposed to have fallen from the heaven into the Euphrates River. From this marvelous egg, according to the ancient story, the goddess Astar, Easter, Semiramis, was hatched, and so the egg came to symbolize the goddess Easter. So, look, the whole idea of this mystic egg spread from Babylon to many parts of the world you know, it was in Rome. The mystic egg preceded processions in honor of the mother mother goddess Ronan. The egg was part of the sacred ceremonies of mysteries of Bacchus. The Druids used their egg as their sacred emblem. In Northern Europe, China, and Japan, the eggs were colored for their sacred festivals. So the egg obviously symbolized fertility. Goddess of fertility was Easter, Ishtar, Semiramis. And the Easter egg is a symbol of the pagan mother goddess. It bears one of her names. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Stop it. What y'all black people doing celebrating Easter, Easter and celebrating Christmas and celebrating Thanksgiving and celebrating all these holidays and Halloween, Valentine's Day? Let it go. It is the works of the heathen. You, they will be cursed for what they did. Don't go being cursed with them. Don't bring that tree in your house. Don't bring that Easter egg in your house. Don't bring that ham, that pork and all them fish festive foods on a day people was massacred in your house. Mm-hmm. 
The pilgrims were murderers, rapists, thieves, child molesters, homosexual, whores, prostitute, drunks, lowlifes. They brought syphilis, gonorrhea, tuberculosis, smallpox, etc. They infected the Indians, killed millions of them. Why are you celebrating Thanksgiving black people? Not just black people, 12 tribes in general. I'm talking about all our people scattered over the world. What are y'all doing? These white Europeans don't brainwash us. All they do is steal, kill, and destroy. And we say, well, Thanksgiving is about... Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Look, I'm going to get mad. Look. The thief of... Come. I don't know if you should do that. No, no, but, no, I know. But the thief of come not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. To kill and destroy. I mean, he's speaking about himself in that one. I don't like to quote the New Testament, but that's John. And he's still going to put it in your face what he's going to do. Beware of false prophets that come to you in sheep's clothing. Y'all, y'all at Jesus. Look, I can't. That's another story. But yeah. Oh, and here's the one that's going to kick my ass. I'm going to tell you this. I ain't going to lie to you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a lot of me not to celebrate this. What's, what's going to take a lot? New Year's. Oh, mm, that shit going to knock dang. me out. I'm not going to lie. Like, we, we, we young. New Year's is, you know, you, you wouldn't think anything of it. That's all I'm going to say. Christmas, okay, understandable. Thanksgiving, understandable. Easter, understandable. New Year's, huh? <laughs> like, okay, but it makes sense because the New Year starts in March. But you bring up the New Year. Let me be in ignorance. Let me, look, let, let me, hold on. What's the big song today? That's what people want to be in. Let me be in ignorance. I don't want to hear about New Year's. I want to celebrate New Year's. Let me be in ignorance. Maybe, me maybe I should read about New Year's after I celebrate New Year's. Oh, let me go ahead and read it. Okay. <laughs> So New Year's, New don't Year's. You, don't you turn off this audio. You better listen. <laughs> uh huh. You already know. New Year's Day in modern America was not always on January first. New Year's is the oldest of all holidays. It was first observed about four thousand years ago by the ancient Babylon. Babylonian New Year began with the first new moon around two thousand BC on the first day of spring. The beginning of spring is a logical time to start a new year because it's the season of rebirth of planting new crops and them blooming. January 1st is nothing more than deception and a lie, including this pagan uh, holiday, New Year's. Damn, y'all. I was looking forward to New Year's. I'm not even going to lie. I was literally a a cabin. That's super cute. You know, go out there and enjoy life. Like, get a hotel. You be in a city. Damn. Can't do nothing out here. (laughs) All right. Um... Also, the Babylonians' New Year lasted for 11 days. The Romans continued to observe the New Year in late March. The Roman calendar was changed so much that it got out of order with the sun. In 46 BC, it says got of order with the sun. In 46 BC, Julius Caesar established the Julian calendar. After that, he celebrated the first on January 1st by ordering the violent routing of revolutionary Jewish forces in the Galilee. In later years, the Roman pagans observed the new year by engaging in drunken orgies. I'm sorry. I thought I saw a bug on me. I was going to freak out. <laughs> it was a so, piece of my hair. Right there, you already seen it is what it is. They said they got in order with the sun. I mean, that sun got worship something else. Let me go ahead and tell you this right I now. worship the sun like This that. shit is really, like, throwing me right now. Because who would have known New Year's was pagan? I'm telling you. In my heart right now, I'm like... I don't so, know. I might still celebrate it, but so, I'm not. I'm so not. the question is, why did Caesar name the first month January? Why did, out of all the names, he choose January Janus? He, he did, did these oh. to pay homage to the Roman god of doors and gates at the same god that had two faces, the Roman god Janus. 
James was a dual headed God. The dual heads, the dual heads, one looking forward and one looking behind represent actual and metaphorical threshold in time and space. If you look up Janius right now, you're gonna see he has two heads and one is looking backwards and forwards. Literally, you will see this yourself. He, you know what that remind me of? That remind me of the cherubs. Except they got four faces and they don't have to turn. Um Saturnalia won the ancient Roman seven day festival of Saturn, which began on December seventeenth. Celebration marked by unrestrained reverie and often licentiousness. And okay, so an orgy. Because <laughs> so I'm telling you, I so can't. So listen, get that Saturnalia word. also has an origin with Christmas. The whole, it's like okay, you know how Halloween is on the thirty first. They do rituals all the way up to Halloween. With Christmas, they do rituals all the way up to Christmas. Saturnalia was an ancient Roman festival in honor of the gods um, Saturn. That was like she just said, held on this um, Saturday seventeenth all the way through the twenty third of December. Mm-hmm. Orgies, orgies. Um, um, purges, killing people. I mean, you was free to do what you wanted. Like, it was wild. It was so wild that they had to stop it because they, it was getting too crazy and they switched it over to something else and disguised it. During Saturnalia, work and businesses came to a halt. Schools and courts was closed. The normal, I mean, Romans spent Saturnalia gambling and just doing everything. And of course, they make it sound good when you, when you look it up. But if you really search up the origin of Saturnalia, it was out of pocket. I mean, sacrifices, just... Oof. Just look it up and you'll see what we're talking about. So, um. Oh, it's Saturday. It's tied to God Saturday. Saturday. You know. Sunday. Saturday. The Lord's Day. He killed that. Um, The early Babylonians' most popular <laughs> resolution. Huh? You go ahead and go to. Um, that's. It's what we. That's New Year's. We, it's pagan. Let's go ahead and go ahead and go into Valentine's Day. I know we probably kill y'all with these long passages. You can look all this up yourself. All right, so in conclusion, we shouldn't be celebrating New Year's because it is an abomination unto Ahia, our Heavenly Father. Um, it's pagan. Damn. Okay, <laughs> let me move on. This shit blowing me right now. I can't do shit in this world. Just take it. Here. Tell us don't be happy. I'm ready to go. Not me coming point. down hard on my family for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And I'm having a confliction with New Year's. <laughs> okay, give me out. Let's Shit, go. Crazy, bro. So what you want? What else supposed to do on New Year's? <laughs> Just sit there. Sit there. Like a fucking door on the no- I mean a knob on the door. Yeah. Damn. 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 Okay, so let me move on about. Well, he said he's gonna look out for the lane, right? Shit. Because that's exactly what you're gonna oh, be. Oh wait, wasn't that in the New Testament? Look. Look, but following not following these holidays, you're gonna be lame. Shit, lame period. Hell. <laughs> Shit, lame. <laughs> but you're gonna okay. be righteous. You that's you chose a high over everything. New Year's though? Damn. Everything got a and that's what we said, everything against him. Everything got a pagan origin to it. It ain't gonna make it. I'm pretty better. sure if you search up golfing, it'll have some fucking pagan ties. Shit, probably walking. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Valentine <laughs> comes from Latin Valentinus, which derives from the word Valinus, Latin meaning strong, powerful, healthy, able, worthwhile, and that famous man is Lupercus. The Greeks called Lupercus by the name of Pan, God alike. The month of February was sacred to Juno Feberito. Feberito. <laughs> it's not given. Feberita, <laughs> the goddess of the Febris fever of love in ancient pagan Rome. She was also the goddess of women and of marriage. February 14th was her festival day. 
Remember the evening of February 14th? At that time, a box was provided from which single men could draw a billet. A small piece of paper on which a woman's name was written on it were put into a container. The teenage boys would then pull out a billet at random. They would then become couples from that point on. Hell nah. They they would then become couples from that point on. They then would remain sexual partners until the rest of the festival. I thought it should be like the rest of the life. <laughs> Not festival. In 494 A.D., Pope renamed a cleaned-up festival the Feast of Purification of the Virgin Mary. So, they switched out whatever the hell like that Saturnalia, was. Like Saturnalia, they yeah. cleaned it up. They cleaned it up, they cleaned and up then they everything. called it the Feast of Purification of the Virgin Mary. February 14th was then changed to February 2nd. It is now called the Presentation of the Lord. Cupid is nothing but another word for Nimrod. It comes from the Latin word caputo, desire, love, from Cupre to desire. Cupid was the soul of Venus, a Roman goddess of beauty and love. Also known as Eros in ancient Greece, Cupid was a childlike archer. It was a lot of whole lot of nothing being said right there, but it was a whole lot of something. So basically, the festival was, you know, mm-hmm. put your name in a box, niggas pick a box, teenage become couples, they have sex during the festival, clearly, and at the end of the festival, they go back to being single weird shit um then they changed the name and then they changed it again then they changed the day and until it became what it was cupid is just another name for nimrod and all that um moving on there's a lot of money to be made of this pagan holiday valentine's day was dropped from the catholic calendar 1969 but people still celebrate it yeah so honestly really that's really just it with Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. So, in conclusion, stop celebrating these holidays because it's just a mock of the holy days. At this point, you mocking God celebrating it and you bringing evil in your house. He, I'm sorry, it's only so long he can, only for so much... He can protect your ass. He can protect sin you is punishable by death. You're, willful, you're willfully... And it's not even sin punishable by death. It is. Because it is. But I'm saying, like, literally, willfully engaging in these spirits and this energy that's coming to you bringing in your house he said those hot those um traditions are cursed and you're bringing in your house which makes your house cursed it's only so much he can do he can't he can't protect you when you keep bringing it in your house you bringing that cursed object into your house oh you made it another year that's good you didn't have no problems that's good i mean that's good you lucking up imagine doing that your whole life Everything catch up with you, and that's a fact. Why bring something? Why even risk that? I'm not going to risk playing with a demon every year and seeing if he's going to come and get me. Or mm-hmm. playing with something every year and seeing if it's going to come attack me. If I could get it out of my life immediately, I'm going like, to get it out. What's that off of a scary movie? This is scary shit. <laughs> like, nah, you're not finna, it's not going to be tagged. Like, is it going to get me? Is it not? Red light, green light? No. Don't bring the shit in your house. Yeah. Don't bring any of this shit in your house. Walk past it. Pretend like it don't exist. New Year is down. New Year is going to be hard. Look, well, we even still struggling with these. Look, we just, we knew, we know they're all pagan holidays, but like it just hit different when you realize. It do, but you know what? If, if it, the high is worth it, he's worth it. And try. That's all. That's you got to put his pleasure. You, you got to put You got to try. Put your pleasures, your sinful pleasures into the back seat because that's all that's really, it don't matter. It's not righteous. Okay. So you just got to try. Yeah. So, this is going to conclude our podcast today of pagan holidays. Mm-hmm. Remember, 
Keep yourself sacred. Don't don't partake in these traditions and follow Ahaya. Try to follow him. Try your best. And you have a good day. Barakatha. Barakatha.